0: place with that but we'll just sing that your presence is heaven's memory voice we'll singing no eyes closed right now, the spirit of the Lord is in here, come on, the spirit of God is in here, come on, in that spirit there's power, come on, there's power to change, come on, there's power to break off the curse of sin, come on, there's power of the spirit, there's power in healing, come on, all eyes closed in this place so you're not easily distracted, but I want every voice, every voice, we're going to sing this again, your presence is heaven to me. And I want you to realize what you're singing there. It's not words on a karaoke screen. We're saying that the presence of the Lord brings heaven to this place. And let me tell you about heaven really quickly. In heaven, they're rejoicing. In heaven, no one's sick. In heaven, there's no sin. In heaven, there's no need of anything else because God the Father, Jesus is there. And so we're saying, God, your presence is just that. People talk about heaven, man, when in heaven it's going to be all better. God said, you know what, you can ask for heaven. You can ask for heaven. Anybody catching that? You can ask for what's going on in heaven. You don't have to wait till you die. You can ask for it right now. All eyes closed in this place. All eyes closed. I want everyone here. If you've never prayed before, this is new to you. We want you just to join in what's happening right now. But if you know better, maybe this is your second time around, or you're a leader here, or maybe you've been going to this church for a while, I want us to sing this song as a declaration that's coming before God. God, I want that presence here right now. And what's going to happen is this, is the Holy Spirit is going to come and touch hearts, touch lives. The presence of the Lord's here, guys. He's going to open your mind to what he's doing. Come on. And I want you to sing it with everything you got. Don't hold nothing back. Don't be afraid if you can't sing. If you are to say the words, say the words. But we're asking for the presence of God, for heaven to come right here. At 5405 Western Versi, elevate. Come on. So I just want you to raise your hands as a sign of worship. Come on. As we are receiving something, come on as we are preparing to embrace the Father. Come on. God, I just lift up every person here, God. Anything that's hindering them from breaking through right now, God. Anything that's stopping heaven from coming right now, God, we ask that you take it out right now. Any unbelief, take it away, God. We ask for faith in this place. Come on, and God, right now, as we get ready to sing this song, we ask that you do what only you can do, God. We ask that your spirit would come and press upon the hearts here tonight, God. So right now, Holy Spirit, come. Come on. Come, come. Come on, as he's touching your hearts, I just want you to lift your voice in worship. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, God. Your presence.
1: It's so wonderful to We sing your presence. We sing your presence. It's heaven to me. Come on, heaven's here. Every boy, we are sing your presence.
2: Lyrics. If you really understand what they mean, we could put those that first verse up here. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? When you hear this, when you read this, and mean it from your heart, you speak this to God. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Matchless love and beauty, endless worth, and that nothing in this world can satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. See, if you're singing these words to Jesus and you're really meaning it, then there's no way you can't understand what this means in your heart. You're saying, Jesus, you're all I need. And that you can satisfy, Lord. And Lord, you can satisfy, God. God, as we're here and we're lifting our hands, we focus right now our our hearts on you, God. And our hearts is a place where our desires come from, where that drives us to do crazy things or that drives us That's what our heart does. And God, you fill our hearts, God. If our heart was the cup, God, you pour it out on us, God. And you give us that cup that won't run dry, Lord Jesus. So, Lord God, I pray with all our hands lifted up to you, God, that we will receive this full cup, God, that will never run dry, God, because you're a God that's faithful and you want to pour it out, God. God, you want to be close to us, Lord. You want to draw near to us, God. So, God, those of us who are distant from you, God, I I cast down all barriers in the name of Jesus in this place so we can pursue you more, God. Jesus, we want more of you, God, and less of us. Who is like you, Lord, in all this earth, Lord? God, we thank you for being in this place, God, and allowing us to feel your love, God, because it's so real, God, we can feel it, Lord. And for being a God that doesn't want us to run dry, but that wants to just run, run over in us, God. Let us drink deep of your love tonight, God, and pray this service will be all glorifying your name, God, that you would have your way, you would have your glory, you would have this worship, and that everything will be pleasing to you, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, And everybody said, come on, Elevate said, Amen. Come on. Woo! Give it up for Jesus. All right, find your way back to your seat. We're going to have some pretty announcements, pretty cool announcements.
3: Elevate. Elevate. What? 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 God is good all the time god is good elevate all the time elevate. what what, time. God is good.
0: what, what? amen amen
3: we're here elevate every friday night 7 p.m be here or be square and if you're square that just means you're not around get it that blew my mind that blew my mind really right look at joe joe had an epiphany over there amen but next, what we're going to tell you about, we're going to tell you about our vision loving God and loving people. Now, who knows what loving God means? Y'all need to start studying that. I'm telling you, because I'm just going to keep asking. And I'm going to start calling out random people. Timeline, what's loving God? Yeah, go ahead, and look, since you don't know the answer, it's okay.
0: Worshiping God with passion and obeying his commands.
3: Wow, she did that with no help. Amen. Come on. Come on. Now, loving people, I'm going to call on somebody random. Ooh, don't try to hide because then I'm going to pick you even more. Karina, what's loving people mean? Yeah, she got all wide-eyed. Oh, well, you got to figure it out then. Make your way over here. Make your way over here. Walk like this too. Come on. Ready? Make your way over here. Make your way over here. Make your way. Okay. Loving people, what's it mean? That's not what loving people means. I'll help you out. I can't. I can't. Can we preach the. Okay.
4: Preach the gospel. Help people in the times of need.
3: Wow, she got it right. Amen. All right, that's loving God and loving people. And how are we going to do that? You asked me, and I would tell you we have. Before I tell you that, I'm going to tell you that we have an elect coming up next week. Next, see, y'all gotta be more excited than me. That's why I said it so calm, because y'all gotta be excited. Yeah, amen. We're gonna have free pizza. Okay, I'm glad you didn't cheer for the pizza. For the live drama. And then we're gonna have a rap performance. I don't even know who's gonna rap, it boggles my mind. But Elin, it is finished. Then we got the Puerto Rican Festival Outreach. June 18th, 9 a.m., meet here. If you want to reach, who's Puerto Rican? Raise your hand. So all y'all better be here June 18th at 9 a.m. And everybody else, too, because Puerto Ricans need Jesus. I'm telling y'all, I'm Puerto Rican, and I know. We got a discipleship strategy here. We're going to connect you to the cross, and that's through our life groups. Let me hear the uh, ambassadors. What about the righteously redeemed? Oh, oh, oh. And then we got the resistance. Yeah. All right, all right, amen. And then what we're going to do is mentor you to the cross. We're going to get you plugged into the, whoa, go back. Back it up, back it up. I wasn't done yet. Tell Joby we ain't done yet. Oh, y'all ain't even with it. It's okay. We're going to mentor you in the 101. So if you're elder or deacon, raise your hand. So if you're not raising your hand, go to one of those people and get plugged into 101, Amen. And then we got 201. Once you graduate from that, and that, once you graduate from that, and that's how you get to become an elder or a deacon in the church, serving God. We're all servants of God, amen. And then what we're gonna do is send you out to make disciples that make disciples. That's how our church grows: is we make Spartans in the Lord, and we make more Spartans in the Lord, amen. And then we have a goal of 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches and 500 around the world. If you believe that, stand to your feet and give me a loud amen. All right, all right. And we got tithes and offered. Oh, you got the whole thing up, man. it's not even fun. Who knows what a tithe is without looking, you cheaters. Cheaters. Y'all all looking sinners. Who knows what it means? Who knows what a tithe is? She was closing her eyes. Look, I'm gonna call on her. Oh, she don't want me to call on her. Oh, what's the tithe? 10% of your total income. Oh, 10%. He said that with confidence. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. He got that right. And what's the offering without looking? I'm going to go to what's, Oh, Don't look. Don't look, you cheater. Anything else, Anything Anything else you have for the God? Exactly. Amen. Oh, I almost tripped. That's okay. So what's 10% of $20? Because y'all last week said 20 cents, like y'all lacking and giving to the Lord and stuff. I'm tired of this. What? What is going on? What are you doing back there? <laughs> what's 10% of 100 What's that percent of 100? 10. No, it's not 10. It's 10. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, we come in your mighty name and we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for this beautiful weather, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity we have to reach people for you, God, and I pray that all the youth that are in the building right now, from, from, the, from the visitors to the ones who've been coming their whole lives, God, I pray that they will be touched by you and reached by you, God. I pray that your word would pierce their hearts, Lord, and it would call them to a hope, a hope that only you can call to, and we pray that you bless the tithe, and it's in your mighty name that we pray, amen. Come forward as you give. Pump that music. Give me some, give me some. Mm, Mm-mm. Oh, I'm gonna have to freestyle. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, cool. He don't want me to freestyle.
4: All right, elevate, elevate, what's elevate. What's what, what? What's what, what? elevate, what, 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 that's what I'm talking about. But how's everybody doing? Yes, man. I have to admit, man, I am so excited just to be here today. How many people excited in this place, right? That's what I'm talking about. It's like Friday cannot take its time. I love Fridays, man, because I love you guys, seeing you guys come through. My girl right here bringing, who did you bring right here? Who's this? Who's this? Eduardo. Hi, friend. Hi. Hey. You've been here, right? Hi. Come on, somebody. Give it up to them, man. God is good, man. People bringing their friends and stuff. Some people picking, bringing bays. Where you at? Some people bringing bays. Oh, I see y'all out there somewhere, yo. Like, man, low key, this is my babe, but I'm not going to say anything. Right? I'm not going to say anything. Ashley, you all right? Come on, it's good to have you. I'm mean, give it up for Ashley, man. Right? These are new people coming to elevate. God is good all the time. Amen. Um, if we can pray real fast, we're going to get right into uh, what God would have for us today. Amen. Let's do this. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord. God, we thank you that you're our Father, God. You're in heaven, Lord. You're you're in control, God. Nothing catches you off guard, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, that we can come with confidence, Lord God, to your throne, God. We can come boldly, God, because you're our Father, God. You're not just some stranger, God. You're our Father, Lord God. You molded us while we were in our mother's stomach, God. Lord God, you cared for us, Lord God. You allowed us to come out, Lord God, two hands, two feet. Lord God Almighty, we're able to come to elevate tonight, God, to hear a word from you, God, to worship your holy name, God, to fellowship. And God, we're praying that tonight, God, you would have your way in this place, God, that, Lord, you would open up every heart, every mind in this place, God. Lord, give clarity, God, give clear understanding of what your word is saying, God, and what you're trying to tell us, Lord God. Have your way in this place, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And everybody says Amen. Come on, somebody. So as you guys see on the, um, on the karaoke screen, we are in a series, and we've been in a series. our third part of the series, and the series is called Let Us Pray. And today we are talking about when should we pray, right? Or, uh, yeah, when should we pray? So as I said, we've been in a series, and the series we're coming from, if you can go to that first slide, um, it's Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse Nine, as he's working on there, I'm going to start reading it to you guys. And um, this is Jesus Christ talking, and they asked him, and in Luke chapter 11, uh, the disciples asked him, Lord, can you teach us how to pray, right? Come on, how many of us need to learn how to pray, right? So the disciples, the 12 disciples I'm talking about, uh, that was with Jesus, they needed to learn how to pray as well. And they went to Jesus and said, man, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray the way you pray? Right. They were seeing Jesus praying all the time. Right. Somebody say all the time. Right. So they seen him praying all the time. And they said, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? So in this instance in scripture, Jesus is giving a sermon on the Mount, which started at chapter five and going on through here. And he says this. He says this. Then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed or holy be kept your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Right? Somebody say praise God. Amen? So as you guys can see, I am, I am bolded. Verse 11, and that is the verse that we're going to be, we're gonna be uh, talking about today. And that is give us today our daily bread. We talked about in the first, in the, in the first uh, part of this series that our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. And, and uh, what we learned from that day was the fact that Jesus Christ, when he, when he went to teach us how to pray, he started out by saying our Father. He gave that intimacy there. He gave that relationship right there, right? So he differentiated it between uh, religion and relationship, and he stood on relationship, not on religion. Seeing a lot of us need to get that. Jesus Christ stood on relationship and not on religion. So when you guys go to school or your mom, you go back home today, and mama's like, Mijo or Mija, que paso ahí in the elevate, you know? And you'd be like, Mom, you know, I was there and I got a relationship with Jesus, right? Not a religion with Jesus, but a relationship with Jesus, right? You didn't talk to old Father Steve, right? That's that's me, Steve Ramos. Pastor, God bless you guys, right? But it wasn't, all. Oh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I talked with, with Father Steve. No, ain't no Father Steve over here, okay? There is no Saint Steve, right, other than according to the Bible, right? That kind of saint because I'm, I'm a saint in God. I'm not a sinner no more, amen? So you didn't come over here to talk to, you know, Father Jose or Guadalupe or the Seven Lights, right? None of that stuff. Jesus said our Father relationship. How many people have dads in their house right now? It's okay. Don't be embarrassed. I didn't have a dad. It's okay right so the thing is if you guys didn't have a father it's okay because jesus or god almighty is the father of the fatherless right he loves you as a father and he invites you to his presence as a father and then we, we talked about how god is in heaven right our father in heaven heaven meaning that's where god's at right but not only that but jesus was trying to tell us that god is in control of everything he sits high, and he looks low, right? If I was standing real high or if I was, like, in a window real high, how many know I can see better than all you guys here? You're on the sidewalk walking, and all you can do is see in front of you maybe about a half a block away or so and, and a half a block this way, and you see the cars in the street. But if I'm real high, let's say, like, in a Sears Tower or something, right, and I got those binoculars on, right, I can see blocks. Matter of fact, from the Sears Tower, if you're all the up there, you can almost see the ho- states from the other side, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, you can see a way, you know, a a distance more than what you can see when you're actually on the ground. Now, think about God Almighty in heaven, in heaven, right? Heaven way up there, right? Y'all looking at me like you don't know where heaven's at, (laughs) right? Heaven up there, way up there, right? So if he's way up there and he's God Almighty, that means he can see everything, right? The whole world is in his hand, right? As a songwriter said, right? You got the whole world in your hands. You guys know what I'm talking about? None of y'all got culture, man. This is a shame, right? But the whole world in his hands, he can see everything, right? So he's in heaven looking down, and if he can see everything, right, and not just see everything, but he knows the end from the beginning, right? So come tomorrow, and you're walking and stuff like that, and all of a sudden you get a, a flat tire on your bike, or you end up hitting a curb or something and flip off the bike. God knew that was coming, right? So when you sit there, and you want to curse God's name or use God's name as vain because the next thing we talked about was holy is your name, right? Hollow be your name or holy be kept your name. And you, you hit the thing and you flip off your bike. Everybody's looking at you. Somebody got you on Snapchat. It's over with. They got you, right? And the first thing you want to do is say, God, right, and use his name as vain. Don't do that. Think about what I just told you today when you fall off the bike tomorrow and just say, God, you knew this was going to happen. And it's okay. I'm not going to curse your name out, Right? So not only that, but when something happens to you drastic in your life, and you're like, man, what am I going to do? I can't take this no more. Don't worry. God is not worried there with you. saying, yes, what are we going to do? Right? How are we going to get through this? No, God already made a way. God is already doing things. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, we pray, God, get me out of this thing. God, get me out of this thing. And then God doesn't answer your prayer. You're like, God, forget you. You ain't real. I'm not coming back to elevate. No, don't do that either. Because it may very well be that God wants you in that thing. You may be dealing with something right now and praying and just prayed today before you got to church and you said, God, take me out of this thing. And God, you didn't want to hear this part, so you closed your ears to it. But God said, no, I'm not taking you out of this thing. Because if I take you out of this thing, then you cannot learn how to lean on me. Then you cannot learn how to come closer to me. So God says, no, I need to keep you in this thing. And if I don't keep you in this thing and I take you out of it, you don't realize it. But around the corner, I would never see you again. Think about that. All right. God knows everything. And then last week we talked about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. It's God's kingdom coming down to earth. Right. Through us as his representatives and his will. Right. His will, meaning his commands, his decrees being done on earth as it is in heaven. So God's authority, God's power, God's rulership in heaven wants to be done here on earth. But the way he does it, he doesn't come in and start bogarting, kicking down doors, going into the president in the White House like, get off that chair. I'm sitting in the Oval Office. He don't do that, right? He does not do that. What he does do is that he calls people like you and me, and he says, through you, my kingdom is going to come on earth as it is in heaven. My will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, the thing is, though, we think that we're too insignificant for God to use us in that manner. We think we're not good enough. Can God really use a person like me? Some of us think we're too young. Right. I'm too young. God doesn't want to use me. God doesn't want to work through me. No. King Josiah was about a good 11, 12 years old around there. And he was a king and a ruler of a whole kingdom of the people of God. And you know what he did? He knocked down doors himself and started tearing down idols and, thi- and, and, uh, and, and uh, those things that people were worshiping. He teared those things down. He was only a little lad. He was a little dude doing big things because God used him. So God wants to use you guys and myself as well, no matter how old you are. But He's looking for a people to do that, and the reason why He can't use you—not that He's not able to, but He can not he's he's, hes hes its a blockade, as we were talking about. God is not able to use you because you're not allowing God to—you're to, not allowing yourself to be used by God. Because when God steps in. And he wants to show you somewhere. He wants to lead you a certain way. You're like, nah, God, everybody's looking at me right now. God, you know, Steve wants me to pray, but no, I can't pray right now. They're going to think I look ugly or I'm going to look stupid or what am I going to say? And then right there, God can't use you. You put a freeze and you put almost like you put God in a rest that he can't bless you because you're not allowing yourself to be used by God because of your insecurities. You're too worried about what everybody else is going to say or think. In worship time, right, you may, in the end of last week, you might have said, God, I want more of you. God, I want to know you more. I want to experience you. And then come this week, and we're going through worship, and you hear a voice in your head say, why don't you put your hands up, right, and surrender to me. And God is trying to answer prayer, right, in your life, but you say, no. No, man, Karina's looking at me. No, Shamal's looking at me. I can't do that, man. Right? No, my friend that I brought from school is looking at me. How am I supposed to do that? He's going to think I'm a lame now. I already brought him to church. I look like a lame anyway. Dude, God then cannot use you because you're too worried about the person on your left and your right. Right? So God's kingdom wants to come. God's will wants to be done on earth as it is in heaven, but it's waiting for us. Right? To get right with him in a sense of God, have your way. Not get right by, you know, keeping Ten Commandments and doing some backflips and things like that, sleeping inside the church. None of those crazy things, right? But simply surrendering to God. And all those other things will come, not the backflips or the religious stuff, but keeping God's commandments will come naturally. Amen? Because you love God. But now we're going on to the next one, right? And it's give us today our daily bread. See, in a pond, if we can go to the next, can you guys see this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he went too far. Go back. You're going ahead of me, dude. All right, chill out right there and just park it for a second, right? And I'll let you know. So upon praying, God's kingdom come. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The burden to worry about the past and worry about the future will bombard your thoughts. It is from this perspective the Lord is speaking of. Therefore, we must listen carefully to what Jesus is saying, how to pray. Give us today our daily bread. We can go to the next one now. See, there's two, dim- there's two dimensions we must take to heart, or that must be taken to heart, in order to understand what the Lord is saying here. See, right away, some of you guys came to elevate, and you're a little hungry right now. Your stomach is growling, right? And you hear me say a verse like, you know, uh, um, uh, give us today our daily bread. And you're thinking, oh, snap, they're going to feed us, Right? It's going down. They got pizza hidden somewhere or or some kind of food, some bread, and they're going to feed us. No, not that kind of service today, okay? You come next week, though, for E-Lit, and we will feed you guys. Come on, somebody, right? Because E-Lit's going to be off the chain, right? So, uh, and definitely, yes, all you guys come back next week. It's going to be a conch. It's going to go down. Sidebar, no, right? It's going down. It's going to be lit. Come. It's going to go down, right? Um, And we're going to be outside in the parking lot. We're going to take over this whole block. Be ready. Come with guns, knives, all that. We're taking it over. No, I'm just playing about that part. But we are taking it over spiritually. Amen? Come on, somebody. So the thing is, right, let me get back on track before I go to it that way. Um, So there's two dimensions that have to be taken to heart. And, yes, the first one is the physical needs, basic things, right? Jesus talking about bread. Obviously, you know, when we, we talk about the context, meaning what God is actually saying right there, he's talking about some bread. So what does bread mean? That he's going to start feeding me and giving me all type of goodies, you know, gummy bears, things like that, and I'm going to be cool and I'm going to be good for today because God's going to feed me and put food on my table. Yes, he's able to do those things, right? And and his physical needs, he wants to meet those needs, right? Basic needs like food, water, a home to reside in. How many know that's important, right? Uh, And the ability to afford to live in at home. That's another important thing, right? Clothes and material goods, right, or your material needs, right? Some of us got some hardcore swag, right? We got to have the eyebrows on fleek, right? We got to do things right. You got to have the fresh J's on, right? My man's got to have the awesome hat. You know what I mean? My son's got to always have a sweater on, 90, 96 degree weather. He doesn't care. Sweater's going on, right? Some of us got to have the hair done. Prom's coming up. Where's Andrew at? Andrew, where are you? There he goes. Brother had prom today. Give it up. Right? So he had to get his hair on fleek and stuff and put that second nice curled up. You're doing big things, dude. So the thing is, right, we care about these things. And I come to tell you that God cares about these things as well. He cares about the fact that we need to eat, right? He cares about the fact that we need clothes on our back. We need shoes on our feet, right? We need to pay some bills. My parents need to pay for this house so we can live in a house and I can keep on going to school and doing my thing, right, without worrying about those kind of worries in the stage of your life right now. God cares about your spiritual needs and therefore will meet your needs on a daily basis, right? So then the other one, the number two, is the spiritual needs. The other dimension of it is God is talking about the spiritual needs in our lives, and that is faith, trust and belief, God's promises, direction, direction. His plan, his purpose, his words, right, to speak to other people as well, not just for yourself, but God's grace, God's wisdom, God's revelation, God's mercy, God's love, so on and so forth. But see, now something happens here, right? Yeah, we can say amen to that because God provides, right? God gives us these things, right? But now what happens when one thing starts to fight against the other thing? What happens when? When your physical needs become more important than your spiritual needs, what happened when those same physical needs take you away from God himself? You see, there's a fight going on. There's a battle going on constantly. Do I go to elevate today or do I go kick it with my home team? Right? Do I read the Bible right now or do I go play Xbox or PS4 for y'all other fans? Right? I'm an Xbox guy, right? So what happens during those times when I feel lazy and I just want to kick it with Bay and I don't want to go to church no more. I don't want to read. I don't want to pray. I don't want to do these things. What happens then, right? And that's what I want to get you guys to understand and get the picture about what's happening here. We have physical needs and we have spiritual needs. But what do we do with these needs? What happens to them? Because they're apparent every single day. What happens to these needs? How do these needs get met? How do we get fed is the real question. And not only that, but who's feeding you? You see, there's a problem going on within our society and our culture, as we were talking about earlier, that our culture is a visual culture, right? Our generation is very visual, We draw off these visuals, and these visuals then become the source of our food or our sustenance that keeps us going. Steve, what are you talking about? Give you an example. Facebook, you put a post up there, you thought it was awesome. Like, dude, I was dreaming, and you know what I mean? I I went somewhere else, and bam, you know, I got this wisdom, this little quote, it sounds awesome. You put it up there, nobody likes it. Right? You're constantly checking, like, man, it's only been three minutes. Three minutes, I'll give it some time. Me taking about 30 minutes, right? You go out, you chill, bam, man. You go back and stuff. Look at it again 30 minutes. You shaking the phone like it's gonna do something. No, just, nobody. Nobody. An hour passed by, two hours, three hours, the whole day passed by. All of a sudden, in the nighttime, you're going to sleep. Somebody had to like this thing. I thought it was awesome. You go on there, no likes, or one like, bam, and it's your mom or something. You're like, come on, what? Mom, mom, get off my Facebook, right? So the thing is, that one thing, because we we allow that thing to feed us, and because we didn't get fed by the likes or the comments that did not come on that page, you know what happens to us? We get depressed. And we get sad. We put a picture up, the same thing happens. We then put it on Instagram. Still don't get nothing, right? Our dad then likes it, Like, dude, come on. Right? Your brother, like, I'm trying to hear you, dude. I don't even like you. So all these things happen, Right? we go going to put Snapchat videos, things like that. We're looking to get fed by these particular things, and when we don't get fed by them, we lead ourselves into destruction. We start being sad now because then we start looking for identity in these same things. And when we don't get them, let's say when you get dressed for school, you're like, man, my OG just bought me these kicks, right? Just bought me this little shirt, these little pants, the hat or whatever. you rocking it just right, right? You got some new glasses. Just got your nails done or whatever, right? Just got your fade on tight. You go to school and stuff and you got a little swag. You're like, I know they're going to be jocking me today, yo. You go in there, you step in the class, you sit down like, dude, I got this. Nobody cares. You're looking around like, sorry, you're looking around and you're wondering like, is this my school? Like, am I in the right place, right? So then what happens? You start becoming insecure, right? You ask your teacher, you're going to go to the washroom. I must have a booger or something. Something's going on. You go to the washroom looking, no acne, you know, checking yourself out. Nope, I got nothing. They should be looking at me. What is happening? Go back to the class. All they do is looking at you like you stupid. You just interrupted the whole class. Now we got to look at you for real. And they don't care about your swag. And you know what starts happening? The negative starts happening. That you start wondering now, is something wrong with me? Is something going on with me? You see, and there's a battle going on. Because you're getting your food from somebody and somewhere. But the question is, who is doing that? What is it all about? And if we can go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. Next slide. I'm going to read this to you guys real fast. No, it's a little it's a, it's a big chunk of uh, of scriptures. If I can get there. And this is what the word says. I'm going to try to read this fast. You guys pay attention, okay? Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what will you eat or drink or about your body what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What are you saying, Steve? What is Jesus saying? This is the same chapter, same Jesus talking, right? But in the verse that we talked about, our primary verse, right? Give us today our daily bread. And then we think about, man, is it about bread? You know, maybe they're going to feed us. But then when you go into the end of the chapter, God says, do not worry about what you're going to eat or drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about what kind of kicks you're going to put on. Don't worry about these things that are from tomorrow and all these other things. Don't worry about these things. Because tomorrow has enough worries in itself, or today has enough worries in itself. What am I saying? What am I trying to tell you guys, right? And this is what I'm trying to tell you guys. There There are two ways of being fed by two different sources or persons, two of them. And one of them is the devil, and one of them is God. You see, he would take your fleshly needs, and he will use them against you. In this verse that we're talking about today, about praying and what God is trying to say, it's the middle of the, the, the series in which we're in. Right in the middle. It stands as the gap right there between one side going to the other side, and now we're stuck right in the middle, or I should say we're on the middle of that bridge. And with the title today is called, When Do We Pray? You see, in these instances that come up, according to the Bible and what we've been studying since uh, since, uh, two weeks ago until now, is God is trying to show us something that in the very middle of this prayer, when we make it to this part, God is trying to say that it's not just a thing and talking about single things about our Father who are in heaven, holy is your name, and all these other awesome things, right? But the fact of the matter is, is that daily we must be praying. See, give us today our daily bread, not tomorrow's bread, not yesterday's bread, but today's bread. And is it really talking about bread? No, it's not, even though God is still able to fulfill your physical needs. But see, what happens is that we allow ourselves to go to the devil rather than to God to fulfill these needs. And you say, man, Steve, I'll never go to the devil to get some needs. That just sounds crazy. It's preposterous. It's just craziness. I would never do that. But if you're not going to God, then who are you going to? Who are you going to then? When you're mad and you're going through a thing, who is feeding you at that time? If it's not God, then it's the devil himself that would only lead you to destruction. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And see, the problem is that when your physicality or your physical needs outweigh your physical, your spiritual needs, there's a problem. You've missed the mark somewhere there. And see, what happens to us in this day and age, because we're so visual, is that we want to be fed physically by the things of this world. Give you an example. Pornography. Huge thing in America. You see, what happens that each and every one of our parts desire to be fed, especially your eyes. You see, if you don't get fed enough with your eyes on a daily basis, something begins to happen to you. You don't feel right. You don't feel fulfilled. So the devil comes and he feeds you with these things. Go look on Facebook for this stuff. And it's almost like we start going through stuff to feed the lust of our eyes, right? And we're getting fed by the enemy himself, looking at things that we should not be looking at, doing things that we should not be doing, acting out in ways because of anger, right, the way we should not be acting. Whenever we get angry, we get so mad, and sometimes, rather than a well, majority of the time, without going to God, we like to be angry. And we'll sit there on our bed. We've been sent to the room or whatever. I see my children do this a lot, and it's like, we'd rather be angry here in our room because it feels good. And it's like, oh, I'm so tired of this. Well, my dad got to be so strict. Why does he got to be a pastor? I don't know if she says that. I hope she doesn't. But the thing is, we say things like this, right? Why my parents got to be so strict? Why do got to be on garbage? I wanted to talk to him tonight. Why you got to be over there with some other chick or whatever you guys are going through today, right? And see, the thing is, we allow our anger then to be fed, and we like it, and we'll stay there. So instead of praying and going to God so God can feed you his righteousness, we rather stay there in anger and said, I like this better. Instead of allowing God to be the fulfiller and the, the one who fulfills your life and satisfies your life, we'd rather go to pornography. we rather do things that we know we're not supposed to be doing because it fulfills the physical side of our lives. And so the question is, who is feeding you today? Is it God or is it the devil? Because if you're going to the world with these kind of things, then the world simply equals the devil. It's never a middle ground. There's never a gray area. There's never a gray area. Right? So we can go on to the next, uh, the next slide. It says, who are you being fed by or going to get your food from on a daily basis? Is it the devil? And the devil attempts to get us to do things our way, which only leads to doing his way, which leads to destruction. That is the enemy's way. And see, the thing about it, man, you can know the difference real simple. It's because the enemy will be the one to come to you and say, take this. You're mad? Take this anger. They did you wrong? Get revenge. You don't like that person? Hate them. And he starts feeding you breadcrumbs and whole loaves of hate, whole loaves of bitterness, whole loaves of perversion and sexual immorality, whole loaves of this stuff. And he's like, dude, I got enough to make you filled, but you'll never be fulfilled. Because when you do it once, you want it again and again and again and again. And guess what? The devil will always come and say, here you go, TJ. I got some more for you. Dude, I got this girl right here for you. Dude, just like you like her, take her. And he feeds us and feeds us and feeds us. And the thing is, we're never satisfied. And so so what happens is that the one who's really feeding us is the devil himself, and it leads to destruction. See, but then there's another side of it, and that is the Lord, who attempts to get you to do things his way, which leads to blessing and divine purpose. John 6, 54 to 57. This is what the Bible says. Some of y'all don't even know what this is. I'm turning, right? Y'all so used to the phones, you're like, dude, is that a book? Is that pages of a Bible? Yes. Old school. And this is what it says. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. That is Jesus. Is he saying to start being a vampire and start sucking his blood and stuff all crazy? He is not talking about that, right? If you thought that, please think otherwise, all right? Do not come up here trying to bite me and get my blood. I'm not giving it up, all right? Don't do that. But the thing is, what was Jesus trying to say? And he was trying to say, whoever comes to me, I will feed. And that feed, that food that I will give you will last forever. It will give life. It will give sustenance. There's a fulfilling that comes from God Almighty. See, in that same fulfilling, you know, you got like they talk about that empty part in your heart that nobody else can fill but God Almighty. It's so true. Because all of us is looking in areas, and we're trying to be fed on a daily basis. And instead of going to God with these things to fill in that hole that only God can, we're going everywhere else. Drugs, cursing, right? Smoking weed, having sex, right? Being rebellious against your parents, doing all this. I'm grown. Let me do me. All this other craziness. And we're looking on a daily basis to find our food. We're scavenging to find food. And all the whole time, God is like, son, daughter, you can come to me. I have food and drink right here that never runs dry. There may be a, a recession in America. There's no recession in my house, right? My pantry stay filled up. My refrigerator stays full. You can come in here and get whatever you want. All you have to do is come. All you have to do is come to me and let me feed you. See, the devil will come to you and give you something. But God, as a gentleman, will wait for you and say, come, all ye who labor and are burdened, right, a heavy burden, right, who are going through a thing and stress and worry and all this other stuff. God is saying, stop going to that devil who's lying to you and trying to take your life. Come to me, and I will give you rest. And that rest is not to sleep good eight hours a night. No, that rest is in your mind. It's a, it's a rest that surpasses all understanding. It's a food that never runs dry. You can continue to eat it and eat it, and it will multiply and multiply and multiply. You can keep going to God, and God will keep feeding you joy and peace and love, everlasting life, satisfaction. Something that babe can never get you. He would never be able to get you because eventually his resources will run out too. But God's will never. If we all can stand up and go to the next slide. See, many of us in this room desire to get our daily bread from the, from the world or the devil rather than from God. You feed off the things of this world from hate, envy, and unrighteous anger, lust of the eyes and bodies. This an appetites in our flesh ends up stronger than the spirit. Not in the divine position, but in the sense of feeding one's own body rather than that of the spirit. And what happens? We end up destroying ourselves. See, a lot of us here spiritually are on life support. A lot of us here, you need somebody else to feed you. Like here, here, Detho, take this here open your mouth, right? Life support, spiritual food, you're dying. And the reason why you're dying and the reason why you keep going back to that sin is because you refuse to go to God daily and get your food from him. You see, and the thing is, that is what's happening in our society. That is what's happening inside this room. From leaders to youth, I'm talking about all of us in this room. One way or another, we are allowing ourselves to indulge in this flesh, in this body. And we're getting our resources from the devil himself. When God is saying, no, come to me. I am the bridge to everlasting life. I am the bridge to peace and joy and long-suffering, peace and love. He is the source of these things. But he would never force you. He would never grab your arm and twist it and say, no, you better come to me. He's not going to do that. So what is God teaching us in this part of the prayer? He's teaching us that every day we must come to God for the food for that day. You see, we cannot say, God, give me the grace for tomorrow. God, give me love and peace for tomorrow. No, we need it today. Our daily bread must come from today, if I can get Stephanie up here. You see, the thing is, here in this verse, give us today, somebody say today, our daily bread. He didn't say give us tomorrow our bread. No. Give us yesterday's bread. No. He said give us today our daily bread. You see, because today has its own troubles of its own. You may wake up happy, and by the time you get to school and everything else, you start to feel sad. Don't even know why. And you start to feel depressed, and you don't even know why. You feel like somebody just ripped your heart out of your chest. How many know what I'm talking about here? And you're like, man, I woke up on the right side of the bed, per se. I felt good tonight. I was worshiping God. But the moment I walked into this classroom, It feels like somebody ripped my heart out. You see, and it's right there and then that God is saying, pray. It's in that spot that you're feeling that depression that God is saying, come to me, son or daughter, and pray. Let me give you your daily bread to meet this, what's going on right now. You may go at home and your mom and parents may be yelling at you. And you may feel like, man, this is unfair. I'm so tired of this stuff. What is going on? And right there and then, the devil's like, hey, I got some food for you. Why don't you go do you? Why don't you run away from home? Yeah, I got a whole pack of Skittles in the back that says that all over it. He said, why don't you take that and eat that? Forget your parents. You don't need them. You're your own person. Sometimes the devil will come and say, you know what? Why don't you go to that corner and go game bang? Go hang with the popular kids, right? The gang members, right? That's your family over there. They'll be your family. They'll love you genuinely. And all the while, he's just drawing you in and say, oh, man, I got a lot of food for this person. I'm going to fill this person up to destruction. You see, so when do we pray? We pray all the time. There's never a time that we don't pray. Paul said pray without ceasing, meaning pray and do not stop. That's what he said. And you know why he said that? Because every day has trouble of its own. This man was being beaten all over the place. He was being put in prison on a daily basis or running from somebody, jumping out windows, doing all type of crazy stuff, getting stoned and faking like he was dead. Then coming back when they left. I mean, this man been through a thing. And he said, day, he said, pray daily, pray without ceasing. Because every day there's drama. And the question is, who is going to feed you when that time comes? Who are you going to to get fed? Is it the devil or is it God Almighty? You see, in some of us inside here, we haven't been going to God. And you wonder, why can't I not get victory in this area? You can't get victory because you keep on going back and feeding your flesh with the world. Why can't I stop self-pleasing myself? I'll tell you Why? Because you keep feeding your eyes. You keep feeding your eyes. You keep feeding your eyes with the things of this world. Why don't you go stand in God's presence and feed your eyes with his presence and watch what happens. The desire stops. He removes it from you. Because now your, your food and your, your, your feeding is coming from God himself and not the devil. You want to know how you get closer to God? Let God feed you. Go to him in prayer on a daily basis. Spend time with him as your father. Acknowledge him as he's in heaven and he sees all things and he owns everything and that he can provide for you. Trust in God when you're going through things and even though it may seem like, man, God doesn't want me to come out of this, it's okay. Stay in there and worship God and let God feed you in that place that you're at. Let him do it and watch what happens in your life. It says God's purpose, if we can go to the next one, I'm sorry, go back, I'm sorry. It says God's purpose is that we go to him daily to receive our bread and our daily needs, whether physical or spiritual, and to put him first. Then the next one, what will you do today? And this is a question for you guys. You guys can bow your heads, close your eyes. This is what will you do today? Who will you you allow to feed you and or go to get fed? Will it be God or the devil? See, some of you haven't prayed since last week. Some of you haven't been in God's presence since last Friday. Some of you have never been in God's presence. You don't even know how it is. I dare you to be in his presence today. I dare you to get right with God today. I dare you to give your life to Jesus today and let Him be the source of everything in your life and watch what He does to your life. See, I got saved when I was in prison. I wasn't always like this, I didn't always know Jesus. I wasn't a, just born to, you know what I mean, in the pastorship. No, it was none of that. I didn't care about Jesus, none of that stuff. I used to beat Christians up when they came to try to preach the gospel to me. I care less about all this stuff because I knew nothing of it. But when that time came and God visited me inside that cell, and he said, today you will choose life or death. You will choose me or you will choose the enemy. And I chose God that day. And I remember going back to my cell and I began to get fed by God Almighty. He began to feed me through his word. He began to feed me as I stood in his presence and prayed to him. And something started to happen with inside of me. The bang stuff started coming out of my heart. The cursing started to come out of my lips. The lust and the perversion. God started changing my life. And when he set me free, I never looked back. I never went back to gangbang. And I never started doing drugs all crazy. No, God delivered me. And he can do the same for you. Who will it be today? Who are we going to allow to feed you? Is it God? Or is it the enemy? That is the question you guys need to ask yourself today. Who are you going to allow to feed you? And God is saying, I'm more than willing to give you all that you need. All that you need to live a godly life. I'm more than able to give you that. All you have to do is come. Come daily and let me fill you up. That is what God is saying. If you guys can all bow your heads and close your eyes, we going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, too many times, God, on a daily basis. We don't go to you, God. We end up going to the television, God. We end up going, Lord God, to BET. We end up going, Lord God, to 107.5. We end up going to B96 and all these radio stations or all these other musicians, God. We end up going to them to be fed. And what they begin to feed us without us knowing it and some of us even knowing it, they begin to feed us garbage, God. And because we allow them to feed us garbage, God, things of this world that only leads to destruction, insecurities, depression. We start to die off, God, and that garbage begins to allow us to become garbage in our minds, garbage in our hearts, garbage in our spirits. And we begin to act out in these things, God. Well, Lord, I pray, God, that you will give a hunger and a thirst within us, God, for you, God. Lord, for your spiritual food, God, that is way more important than physical needs, God. And, Lord, I pray, God, that you would touch every heart in this place, God. And that, Lord, they will call out to you, God. That they will begin, Lord God Almighty, to be fed by you, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would have your way, Father, in Jesus' name. Have your way, God. Feed us, Lord. Forgive us, God, for going, Lord God, to the world, going to the devil, God, to be fed, God. Allowing him to be our sustainer. Allowing him to be our fulfiller, Lord God. Allowing him to fulfill our needs, Lord God. When, Lord God, it is you, the one who ought to be filling our needs, who ought to be our sustainer, our provider, our everything, God. It is you, God, and it's daily that we need you, God. Every day we need you, God. We need your love. We need your forgiveness. We need your mercy, God. We need your grace, God. Not just for us, but Lord, so that we can treat others, Lord God, the way you would have us to treat them, Lord God. So we can treat situations and circumstances the way you would have us to treat them, God. With the food and and the sustenance that you give us on a daily basis for today, God. God, you don't give us grace for tomorrow, God. You give us grace for today. Help us to come to you daily, God. Every day so that we can live a life worthy of you and your death and resurrection, God. Every day, God. Have your way, Lord. And people of God, I want to invite you to this altar to join me because I need God every day as well. And it's not just on Fridays. I need God every day. I got a migraine right now. I need God right now to heal my head. In Jesus' name. It's a lift for him. That even though I have a migraine, I don't mean I just treat people unfairly and just without patience. No, I need your patience, God. I need your food. I need your healing, God. And I believe God can do it. So these altars are open, brothers and sisters in Christ. For those of you that want to receive food from God Almighty today, today, these altars are open. Will you come and allow God to feed you Will you come and you give God all your issues, all your drama, everything that's going on with you from depression, insecurities, whatever it is. Will you give it to God today? And will you receive his food in return so you can keep living today for God? Will you come and meet with God and talk with God for yourselves? Have your way, God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, and we praise you, Lord God. And, Lord, God, I ask, Lord, to start with me, God. Start with me in this place, God. I'm nothing without you, Lord. And, God, I need you, Lord, God. I need you every day, God. I need you today, God. I need your strength, God. I need your wisdom, God, so I can make right decisions that will glorify your name. I need your love, God, so I can love my wife and love my children the way you want me to love them, God. I need your forgiveness, Lord, God, not just for my life, but so I can forgive others as well, God, the way you forgave me, God. Lord, I need you. I need your food, God. I need you, God. I'm asking that you would provide for me, Lord. That you would provide my spiritual needs, my physical needs, God, that you would have your way. I go to you. Pray, Lord. Be my food, God. Let me feed off you, God.
1: I want life, God. I want peace. I want joy. I want life.